Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you friends of animals, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and you might not know this, but in my Monday through Friday job, I'm an educational documentary producer, so I thought it would be fun to talk with a fellow filmmaker who is also an animal advocate in her free time. Christy Oldham will be stopping by shortly to talk about her new book, The Manual to a Happy and Healthy Dog. And after our halftime break, Professor Thomas Kelch from the GAL Project will be stopping by to talk about humanitarian and humane work in law around the world to make life better for animals everywhere. So stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll get started in just a moment. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Christy Oldham. Good morning, Christy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, I understand you are a very busy lady. For So first of all, thanks for carving out a little time for us. But I want to ask you about your new book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, it's called uh, Christy Oldham's. A manual to a happy and healthy dog, and um, yeah, we just um, got it published. It's awesome. It's available on Amazon, so we're really excited. Oh, that is very cool! And how did you Thanks. get the idea to write a book about dog care? Well, let's see. Um, in about 2006, um, I became aware of a, a need through my pet care business that uh, I opened. Um, that a lot of my clients, they didn't really know um, about the type of breeds of dogs that, that complemented their lifestyle. So okay. as a result, they would hire me and my service to come by. And, um, you know, I specialize in the high-energy dogs. So they wanted these dogs to be, you know, hiked and, and made sure that their excess energy was removed. So, you know, for a person who works long hours, they probably, you know, don't need a, a Labrador in their apartment. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, I, it, so it came to my attention, well, why don't I help, you know, educate folks and um, thereby in the long run, you know, we'll help save some dogs' lives and, and make sure that we educate people on, on the proper ways to care for dogs. Oh, excellent. So if somebody, for example, wanted a big dog, but they didn't want a high-energy dog, you might recommend getting a greyhound who's like a typical couch potato and uh, <laughs> who, who you just take out and get some exercise with when you're home, but the rest of the time they're perfectly content snoozing away in the living room. <laughs> and uh, You know, and especially if they are a retired greyhound racer. Mm-hmm. I have uh, so many um, of my clients who have wonderful uh, greyhound racers that have been, you know, so good on the track, and they are just, like, done with the whole, you know, running and all. Yeah. And a lot of them are suffering from, you know, um, their joints hurt them and, and all their arthritis. So they're, they're, they're yeah, that's, a, that's actually a very good point with greyhounds. So, and smaller dogs, too. 
Okay, so you talk about the different breeds and what their energy levels are are like, and what other yeah. things can dog owners learn from your book? Oh gosh, all sorts of things. The basics that I think um, people um, forget about are just like um, dogs have allergies. You know, canine allergies just like humans, and um, and not everything is always. Um, you know, sometimes there's food allergies. Sometimes the most common is flea allergies. Um, a lot of it, um, you know, say like, for example, when a flea um, bites the dog, it's not exactly um, the the bite, you know, that the dog is scratching from. It's the saliva from the oh, flea that okay. causes the reaction, things like that. And um, how to control the fleas, um, you know, canine distemper, what that is, okay. um, internal pest. Um, parasites, mm-hmm. um, heartworms, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I teach them how to perform canine CPR. And um, and also, which is really important that no one really does, is canine dental hygiene. <laughs> oh, you know, it's hard to do. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty experienced, and I still have to wrestle with my dogs, too. I know. Even with so if we can get them when they're pumped, toothpaste, you know, yeah. to get used to it, you know, that's the, that's the best case scenario. But even older dogs are, are you know, as right. long as they, they get used to their owner's uh, finger being inside their mouth, you know. Right. Just a, just a little effort, you know, goes a long way. Not only because it's good for their gums, but also, you know, when when Rover wants to give kissies, it, you know, smells a lot better. Absolutely. <laughs> I found this really cool glove. You mentioned putting your fingers in their mouth, but I found this really cool glove, yeah. and it has uh, kind of a, a rest you know, not like irritating roughness, but kind of a rough surface on the fingertips. And, and I apply a little uh, beef-flavored toothpaste on it <laughs> or whatever flavor yeah, it yeah. is. And, and then I just rub that on their, on their gums and on their teeth. And they like it a lot better than the, the actual dog toothbrush. I have a hard time yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, because at first it's like a foreign object. What's going on? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Ah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but let me ask you about fleas. It seems like this has been the worst flea season in a long, long time. I think that has to do with our sustained heat out here in Southern California. And it also seems like all the great flea products that I've used in the past haven't been working very well. Have you kind of experienced that too? I I have, and... um. You know, the skin inflammation and the irritation. Um, you know, for some, in severe cases, you know, the dog can experience anemia due to blood loss. I mean, it, you know, and, of course, in worst-case scenarios, um, the pet can be, you know, very, you know, debilitated from it. And so it's just it's just really important to... to Keep the dogs, um, you know, from you can you can't ever um, wash your dog enough. I think okay. um, flea baths are wonderful. Um, there are some some things that you can buy over the counter, obviously. Um, that and I and I don't want to um, you know call upon any of the, the brands out there, but there are some over the counter um, you know flea meds that you can use that that can be um, put on the back of the dog's neck. Say you know. Mm-hmm. Once a month, um, but people are starting to see that there might be some side effects to that as well. Yeah, it's hard to know what so, to do. I mean, you you read all the precautions on the labels, and you you wonder is this better for my dog, or should I just try and keep up with baths and 
and do my best to keep fleas under control that way and use flea combs and all the old-fashioned exactly. uh, natural methods. But it, it's yeah. I, I felt really bad for my dogs because I've I've used so many different products over these last few months. And, and all it takes is one flea if they're allergic. One flea jumps up and bites and, and they're scratching and... Very uncomfortable. Yeah, it just yeah, makes me so. You sad. know, even the flea eggs, they can be found almost anywhere. You know, like in the couch and the carpet, and so the likelihood of infection is very high. And so after you come back from the doggy park or wherever, you know, grass. I mean, that's that's where fleas want to be. Not so much on the human. You know, they'll bite us because they can't jump. You know, very high, but mm-hmm. they definitely want to get into. Um, you know, they they love their host. There is a dog. They love that. And to know if your dog has fleas, just look for the flea, you know, excrement. Usually mm-hmm. it's small, dark, curly dots, you know, that are that are also known as the flea dirt. And like you said, using flea combs, you know, is essential to, to spot that. So Okay. What kind of dogs do you have? Oh, my gosh. Well, over the years I've had about, uh, at one time I had seven. <laughs> wow. But right now, <laughs> yeah, but right now I have um, one uh, cute little girl. Her name's Becca Lynn, and she is a shepherd mix. Oh, she's nice. so sweet. Okay. Yeah, and um, and her hair is, um, you know, pretty short, so um, grooming her is, is quite easy, and oh, she's wonderful. Nice. And you have a pet care business. Do you take your dog with you? I do. I do. She, um <laughs> She's wonderful. She loves to be around all the doggies and and um yeah, she's she's she fits into the pack, you know, very well. So when we go hiking, when uh, we have um dog excursions to the um beach like during the summer, mm-hmm. uh we go rollerblading depending on, you know, the the energy of of the client's dog overnights, of course. So, um it's just fun. You know, it's a lot of fun being in the company of dogs. Do you have a website where you talk about your different services? Yeah, I do. Um, the name of my company is uh, HealthyDogPetSittingService.com, and uh, we go to uh, the privacy of the pet's home while their human is awake. Oh, and, okay. um, yeah, so we do pet sitting. We take them for hikes, neighborhood walks. We sleep in the bed with them overnight stays. Um you know, we usually offer a free consultation. We go in and we have a meet and greet and we meet the doggies and, and um, you know, of course the owner and the owner gives us a walkthrough and tells us everything, um, you know, all the, the issues that the dog may or may not have. And if there's a, usually there's always a, another species in the house, like a cat or, mm-hmm. you know, a bearded dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's always interesting to watch, you know, how they get along or not. Uh-oh. Um but yeah, and, and I, I also do customized oil painting. So oh, a lot wow. of them always want me to just, you know, paint because yeah, that's I'm an artist in multiple mediums. You're kind of all and, over uh, the place. You got a book, you're painting, you're pet sitting. I heard also that you're making a movie. Yeah, um I actually that's what I do is um my company is called Demi Goddess Pictures and um we have a dog movie that um we're going to be turning uh, in from the book, uh, probably uh, massaging it into a graphic novel, which will then lead to um, the either web series or a streaming digital feature film. Ah, really cool. Yeah. How did you get the idea for this? For what, the film? Yeah. 
Oh, well, um, this, is, this would be my um, fourth feature film. Um, I've actually made, I've been making movies for the last 15 years. My last movie called Barracuda, and it, um, it does really well. We released it domestically in December of 2013, and then we took it over to the Marche du Film in uh, the Cannes Film Festival and played there. Nice. Um, it actually won three Best Picture Awards. I wrote it, produced it, directed it, and I star in it. Wow. And I actually have a lot of my paintings in the, um, you know, the movie. And so, um, and, and a lot of them are dogs and stuff. So um, once I wrote the book, then my distributor was like, well, why don't we just, <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, doing vigilante thrillers and comedies, why don't we do a dog movie? I'm like, okay, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Wow, that is very cool. Well, Christy, it has been fun chatting with you this morning, and I thank you again for stopping by the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and folks can go to the Facebook page and like um, Christy Oldham's Manual for a Happy and Healthy Dog and keep up with everything. We're going to be having a book signing event at Tellwaggers in a few days, so we'll let everyone know about that. Sounds fun. And we need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Professor Thomas Kelch has some truly interesting news about the global effort to make the world a better place for animals via international law. This and more are coming right up after a quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining us now is Professor Thomas Kelch from the Gal Project. Good morning, Professor. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm doing very well, and I'm very curious about this, the Gal Project. I mean, we're not talking about ladies, are we? (laughs) No, we are not. Not at all. Um, I didn't think so. Let me just uh, let me give you some background on the Gal Project and what it's about and why it exists. Okay. Um, I know it's a cliche, but globalization is in fact something that is and uh, continues to happen, and it happens not just economically. It it is happening also with respect to uh, the use and abuse of animals. And just as an example, um, the idea of outsourcing. Um, Animal abuse and animal use is being outsourced around the globe. For example, in the European Union, the European Union has created fairly strong laws relating to uh, animals compared to much of the world. Mm -hmm. And what we are actually seeing is that um, practices that otherwise have become illegal in the EU are moving elsewhere, for example, to Africa and to Asia and so on. So the point is this. Um, Those who are concerned about animal issues, people who are animal advocates, have to start thinking on a global level. You can't think on a a local level or a country level or even a regional level anymore. You have to think about it globally. And so the Global Animal Law Project is a project that means to uh, address and attack uh, issues relating to uh, the use and abuse of animals on a global level. And here's what it does in just sort of a brief outline. 
It is a website that invites everyone to participate and to uh, uh, and it is to act as a platform for discussion and making proposals relating to uh, animal law and animal advocacy. Um, it invites people to make uh, proposals that are very concrete and, and useful today. For example, somebody might propose, you know, from a particular country saying, you know, we do this particular thing, and or we have this particular law, and and it might be able to be used elsewhere. Okay. It is also possible to make proposals that are m- very advanced and utopian. So it's just a platform for discussion and making proposals uh, relating to animal law, and everyone is invited to do it. And it, that website is www.globalanimallaw.org. Is that correct? That's it, exactly. Okay. And is it in multiple languages? or? Um, as I understand, it is, uh, in, uh, it is in English now, but it has, for example, videos in uh, German, French, and Spanish. I think it's only in English. I'm not 100% sure whether it is in other languages now or not, actually. Okay. So if somebody was aware of an abusive situation in another country, they could propose an idea about how to address that situation and make a change for the better. Exactly. That's one of the things it, it, it would do. And it also is an educational resource. You can learn things on the site. There is a database that contains legislation from around the world, and it's constantly updated and it is uh, constantly being added to. So, for example, if you wanted to um, see uh, animal legislation in Germany or the United States or some other country, you can go to the database and find that. Oh, I see. So if you found something that works in another location, you can get that information and you can bring it to wherever you are and introduce it to your local lawmakers and say, look, this is what they do over here. We need to do something like that where we live. Exactly. That's precisely one of the things that um, the project wants to accomplish. We We want people to... Uh, um, uh, go on to the website and uh, share uh, what they know and the practices where they are uh, that might be useful elsewhere, and then the people in another jurisdiction or location can make use of those things and hopefully make uh, changes that are favorable to the treatment of animals. Okay, and by showing what other laws exist, you already have probably put in all the work to figure out, well, we need to do this or this will happen and we need to make sure we do this first or this will happen. So they've worked out all the kinks and they've made it an actual law that's going to work. So most of the legwork is already done for you. (laughs) Well, there's, you know, with respect to animal issues, there are many, many, many things that, um, in my view, need to be changed. Okay. And, you know, we can learn uh, on a global level from others what has worked in other places. We can also make proposals for big changes. That's one of the things that the project also enables people to do. You can make uh, far-reaching, utopian sorts of 
proposals and get people's comments on them. And uh, it, it's just really a platform for discussing animal issues from the most basic, you know, we have this law here right now to this is where we would like to get ultimately. And, of course, there are, you know, lots of views on that. Okay, so if you post an idea, who takes the ball and starts running with it at that point? Are there designated people who are actively involved in policy making who are involved in the website? Yeah, um, the website um, has been created by uh, Antoine Getchell and, and Sabine Brell uh, with some help from others. And, you know, uh, I'm, I suspect that you know Antoine is a very well-known animal lawyer uh, in Switzerland who has had a great deal of influence on Swiss animal law. And Sabine is a new lawyer in France who is very committed to animal issues and has done a great deal of work on this project. There are also a number of people who are on the steering committee, including me, and also uh, Birgitta Wahlberg from Finland, uh, Jean-Marc Newman from France, and Alex Bruce from Australia. Um, And the steering committee, the role of the steering committee is to look at uh, proposals that are made on the site and make comments or revisions, or carry these proposals uh, to another level. Uh, So, yes, there are uh, a number of people who are involved in animal law all over the world who are involved in the project. And we also have the support uh, uh, of some uh, other very well-known people relating to animal issues like Peter Singer, Stephen Wise, um, Mark Beckoff, and uh, Matthew Ricard. So there are a lot of animal law and animal-related experts involved in the project. That is very cool, very exciting. But for somebody who's just a layman, they don't really understand law, I know you, you're a professor of law, they might feel intimidated and might not feel like they can post their ideas. Are all ideas welcome? Is it a safe place to post ideas? I know some places are pretty hostile and and people will sort of ridicule bad ideas. It's it's not like that at all, is it? No, that is not what it's meant to do. And actually, if you look at the site, and I would recommend that everybody take a look at the site, the site is set up in a way that I think is very accessible, and it's also done in 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 a fun uh, sort of a fun way and it it allows people to learn and to contribute and to make proposals in, in a fun way for example you know, the uh steering committee is referred to as owls and and uh people who make proposals are dolphins and so on so it's if you look at the website it is uh, uh it's set up in a way that i think is accessible and friendly to everyone. Oh, that's great. And when did you get this all set up? Well, uh, this was Antoine and Sabine who put all of this together. Um, It it was first introduced uh, at a uh, conference in Barcelona in July. And the website has just recently, I think it was either October or maybe it's November, when it really started functioning uh, in the way that uh, everything was put in and and everything is functioning now. 
and we're just at the stage now where we are looking at uh, you know proposals that have been made by uh, people, and we're starting as the the owls, that is the steering committee, are starting to review those proposals, and and we're going to make comments and so on on them. That's really cool. Now, let's say somebody likes a lot of the ideas that are already on the site. They don't have any ideas of their own, but they want to help push this forward and make better things happen. Is there a way that they can donate to make the project expand and really put into play all the good ideas that are coming forth? Yes, they can. Uh, I'm not sure of the the uh, logistics for doing that, but yes, uh, everyone can participate. And of course, um, the project uh, um, would like all of the support that it can get from people, uh, so that the project can keep going and proceed uh, into the future in, in new versions. Well, let's get that website out because we're just about out of time, and I want to make sure the listeners have had a chance to write it down. www.globalanimallaw, that's written as one word, .org. And if you go to that site, uh, you can see where we have the matrix where you can uh, um, make proposals or contributions uh, to the discussion. And then there is, I just notice here, the um, uh, there's a section for give and take where it, it, it shows you uh, how you can uh, otherwise contribute to the project. And then across the top is the uh, um, links to animal-related organizations, the legislation uh, database and the people who are involved. All of this is at the top of the site, and it's okay. all very accessible. Well, thank you so much. And we need to take our final break of the morning, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Operation Santa Paws is in full force, collecting dog and cat toys, treats, food and supplies that will be donated to local animal shelters, and much more. Your office, school, or organization is encouraged to set up a collection bin and then to bring it to one of many public drop-off locations so that these much-needed supplies can help make the lives of homeless pets a little happier while they wait for families to adopt them and give them a forever home. For more information, please visit www.santapaws.org. Info. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of The Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare me to your pets and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.